as Joshua did. Lord, we'll be able to bring children and grandchildren and generations will be able to come back to these moments of this meeting and say, this is where this happened for me. You will take your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren to the moment that God changed your life in this breakthrough meeting. I believe that. I'm very honored to be here and to be with y'all. And I'll be honest with you, I, I'm not one after God has done this. These that go to church with me will tell you that I'm okay with God doing what he's done. I, I'm not one to make anybody think I've got to say something to impress you or to do anything because it's not in my heart. But what is in my heart that's a reality is John chapter 4 said the Father will pursue those that worship him in spirit and in truth. And so it's not that what I am about to say is going to add anything to what God's already done, but it will build upon it. And so if all you have a lot of times is just where the spirit moves without the truth added to what the spirit has done, then you just have a free love movement. But truth with love, truth with grace, truth with spirit will bring healthy balance to our life. And so if you're sitting there thinking, why is he going to say anything now? Because I believe I'm mandated by God to tell you. And I'll go back as far as I've not thought about any service this week, but this one. I called Pastor Jonathan last Wednesday. And I said, brother, is there any way we can baptize on that mountain? I said, I need a baptistry. He said, I don't know. Let me find out. Well, guess what? I don't know if we'd have got a baptistry up on the mountain. But we couldn't have filled it up on the mountain because the water Because the water pipes busted and they lost 5,000 gallons of what we need to baptize in. <laughs> so I was determined to get a baptistry in this church tonight. I went to Pastor Jonathan again this morning. I said, I hate to be pushy. I said, I've only been pushy like this one other time at Pastor Lee's church. And I said, but I, we need a baptistry tonight. We're going to drown some devils. I said, we're going to drown some devils tonight. See, a lot of you have been dealing with some devils, but you had not drowned the devil yet. You see, what I've come to find out about a devil is he can't swim. A devil can't swim. So God puts us down in the water. And when you come up, you're going to come up a new person. And I came to tell somebody that the enemy you see today, you shall see him no longer. According to the word of God, that devil's been hindering you. That devil's been haunting you. That tormented spirit has been coming at you in the middle of the night. Well, I came to serve notice on the devil. We're going to drown him tonight in this water. 
If you believe it, put your hand together. Praise God. Somebody say, I'm going to drown the devil tonight. Exodus 14. I'll share a few scriptures of 17, but for time's sake, if you're okay with me, then, and if you'll just trust me, I'm just going to build upon what the word says. Is that okay? Y'all okay with that? I may go hit a scripture, and I'm all right. Be like the Brians and check everything I'm saying with the word of God. Amen. Just wait till you get home in a little bit. Amen. Let's just follow the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so I, I just titled this message tonight, Don't Settle for Slavery, Receive Your Breakthrough. Don't Settle for Slavery, Receive Your Breakthrough. The Spirit of God spoke something to me in that motel a while ago, and I'll get here in just a minute. He said there's a lot of saved people with a slave mindset. You're saved, but you're a slave. Come on, somebody. I said you're saved, but you're a slave. And what's got you bound is your mind. You still got a mindset of Egypt. You see, it's one thing to get a man out of Egypt, but it's a whole other thing to get Egypt out of that man. And that's the problem, and that's where we got to drown some devils. Amen? Don't settle for slavery. Receive your breakthrough. God sent me to tell somebody tonight in this house we're moving forward and we're not going backwards. When you see obstacles, God sees opportunities. I said when you see obstacles, God sees opportunities. When that 5,000 gallons was rushing out on that mountain, some of you saw an obstacle, but God said, I'm going to set up an opportunity that you know not of. He said more people are going to be able to come to this house than would ever go up on that mountain. My God, to the glory of God, you saw an obstacle. God saw an opportunity. See, God knew we couldn't drown devils on the hill. So he won't drown them in the valley. See, a lot of you like mountaintop experiences. But what do you do when you get back down to the bottom of the mountain? You see, when they got off the mountain of transfiguration and they got back to the bottom, there was a lunatic little boy. He was a demon-possessed little boy, and they brought him to the disciples, but they could not cast him out. See, it's one thing to serve God on the mountaintop, but you got to deal with the devil when you get back to the bottom of the mountain. What are you going to do, church, when you come off the mountain? So guess what? God never let us get there. How many of you have ever felt like God missed it with your life when he was leading you? Don't get all churchy on me now. Come on now. Oh, God may see me. God already seen you. God already saw you whenever, whenever you didn't agree with the way he was leading your life. Come on, somebody. So could anybody just honest, let's put aside churchy, to the side. Let's get real, folks. Anybody ever question God? Amen. Wonder why God was leading you this way? 
So we're going to look in the book of Exodus chapter 14 about the crossing of the Red Sea. But before we get there, the Red Sea looked like an obstacle. And can you imagine what the children of Israel must have thought? Because here's what Exodus 13 says. When Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through the Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God said, if the people are faced with a battle, God knows some things you're not ready for. You know what I've come to find out? Shortcuts never work in the kingdom. They never work in the world. And so quit trying to take shortcuts. You ever seen, you ever went somewhere and seen a sidewalk that somebody spent a lot of money to make, but they take a shortcut and there's a pathway? Ain't nobody care about the sidewalk because you know what? The church has conditioned itself that I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to do it the shortest way. But can I tell you, maybe the reason some of you has not got your breakthrough because you keep trying to take the shortest route and God told you you weren't ready to face that on that way. And so it's what happens is many times, can I tell somebody God knows better than you? You see, God already saw the enemy before you ever got there. So sometimes God's got to block and said, you can't go that way because there's an enemy there that you're not ready to face yet. You're not mature enough for that yet. So I got to take you another route. And you know what this route is? It's going to be the longer route. And on this route, you're going to face a Red Sea. Can I tell somebody, you wonder why you're facing what you're facing right now. You wonder why you had to go the other way because God is about to show you the heart of God like you've never known it before. God's about to part some ways. You didn't know that I was going to talk about God being a way maker but you said one more soul brother I need you to sing way maker does anybody know God is a way maker see if they would have went their way they'd have been destroyed but if they went God's way down they're going to know him as a way maker You wonder why some of you don't know him as a way maker? Because you keep on getting your rear end kicked because you're choosing your own way. Walking around like weak little Christians because God's anointing ain't on you on your way. Well, I thought the anointing broke the yoke. Yeah, keep choosing your way and you ain't going to break nothing but you. So God led them the long way. But on this way was the Red Sea. But here's what happened when they came to the Red Sea. Pharaoh heard. He said, oh, no. See, Pharaoh was going to be big and bad and let the children of Israel go. But then he had a mindset change. And he said, God said, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. And then he told the children of Israel through Moses, he said, tell the people of Israel he said to camp out at Ha-Haroth. Is that how he said it? Ha-Haroth. Does anybody know what Ha-Haroth means? It means the mouth of freedom. My God, my God. Church, I just came to tell somebody, I'm going to park my car in this garage for just a minute. 
we ain't, we ain't seen nothing yet. We just parked right now. We just got our tent pitched right now at the mouth of freedom. But somebody is about to pass all the way through. You're not going to camp out long at the mouth of freedom. You're about to pack up your tent, baby, and we're going to walk through all the way to freedom. If you believe it, praise God. You know the problem with a lot of people in the church is they keep their tent pitched at the mouth of freedom and they never walk in freedom. Well, I'm so close. I'm so close. I'm at the mouth of it. Where I'm from, you put your boat in at the mouth of the river. And it's just a little portion. But whenever I get out into that river, baby, I can see as far that way. I can see as far as that way. And I can open up that boat up. I can give it all the gas. I don't know if y'all do that in California or not. There's a bunch of rednecks where I'm from. And we just say, get on the gas pedal, baby. I'm fixing to give it all she's got. I came to tell somebody, God's about to give you all he's got. Put the gas down to the... My God! Somebody's going to walk in freedom tonight. Now listen to me. Pharaoh found out that they're camping at the mouth of freedom. And he said, oh no. (laughs) Oh no, he said, they're really going to do it. (laughs) You mean to tell me that Jerry Jenkins is really going to get free? Come on, somebody. You mean to tell me New Life of La Habra, California, it's really going to get free? You've been camped out. You've been camped out. You mean to tell me that breakthrough, breakthrough's more than just a sign? I came to tell somebody it's a whole lot more than a sign. We're going to get our breakthrough. Don't fall. Get your breakthrough. Somebody shout. 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 Breakthrough. Shout. Pharaoh said, oh God, they're really going to get free. Oh God, they're really going to get free. I don't know if anybody else has seen Pharaoh begin to get his horses ready this week. Anybody feel the pressure of hell this week in your life? Try to keep you out of the presence of God. Try to keep you out of the house of God. See, Pharaoh knew. The enemy knew. They're really going to get free this week. They're not just camping out at the mouth of freedom, but they're about to walk through every obstacle that's ever hindered their life before. You see, God. See, Pharaoh began. He said, oh, Lord, they're going to get free. He said, get the horses. Get the chariots. We got to go after them. You want to know why? 
It's all part of the plan because God had to get Pharaoh to follow them so he could drown. When you feel the devil coming, it's part of the plan of God so God can drown the devil. My God. Somebody praise him. See, God's the one that hardened Pharaoh's heart. God's the one that sent Pharaoh in. See, if the enemy's going to have access to you, it's got to come through the Lord. So if you felt pressure this week, just know there's part of God's plan. He's setting the devil in motion. But what he didn't know, you can stop the water on the mountain, baby. By God, we're going to find a way to get the water in the house of God in La Habra, California. See, what God knew is there's a sea up there, and I had to get them to go this way, and they had to camp out this way. But oh, I'm. So when you hear the chariots, when you see the horses, don't fear that devil. It's part of God's plan. He's about to drown the devil in your favor. So they went. They're going. They're going. They leave the mouth of freedom. They head toward the Red Sea. And the Egyptians begin to pursue Israel. 600. Oh my God. 600 of Egypt's, listen to this, best chariots. Did the chariot show up here this week, sis? <laughs> Woo! Send them on, baby. We fixing to drown. Shit, tell them a sorra mata. When the devil began to form an assignment against this meeting, it was some little pansy demons. No, it was the best ones that the enemy had. He began to look out. He began to watch every person. Oh, 
Pharaoh got 600 of the best chariots. The best. You wonder why you feel the pressure you felt this week? Because the enemy got the best after you. He went and got the generals out of hell, brother. He polished their badges up and said, I need you for this week at Breakthrough. The assignment of hell. The assignment of hell. Not just some little weak demons, but the best. The most powerful. Oh, my God. But what we didn't know was before this night, it's all part of God's plan. Because this week's more than a sign on the wall, baby. Shouldn't it? If I was a devil, I'd bust a water line on that mountain too. I'd do what I had to do to stop. I'd do what I had to do to stop that woman from preaching that word this morning. Some of you didn't respond, but you're going to have to, baby. Some of you, if you don't get right now, you'll be laying on your back in a hospital bed and you'll have to look at your pastor in their face and you'll have to apologize in that moment and you better ask God like God, like Hezekiah did. Give me 15, give me 15 more years. Shut up. Pray for her, sis. Breakthrough. Come on, church. You need a breakthrough tonight. Act like it. Who needs a breakthrough? If you need breakthrough, give God your highest praise for 30 seconds. Like you need a great breakthrough. Come on. Like you really need a breakthrough. Praise God for 30 seconds. Hallelujah! Breakthrough! 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 Fire of God! Fire of God!
Come on, come on, church. Highest praise. We ain't got nowhere to go but to the glory of God. Keep praying. I'm going to say a few things. The moment Israel heard and saw the chariots of Pharaoh coming, the people of Israel looked up and panicked, and when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them, they cried out to the Lord and said to Moses, Why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? They begin to blame their pastor. Not only were they mad at God, now they're mad at their pastor. Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we're still in Egypt? My God. We said, leave us alone. That's what some of you have been saying in this house this week. Leave me alone. You ain't seen nothing yet. It's just starting to get hot. Listen to this. I believe God spoke to me in the motel before we came. He said, here's what some of you are saying. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. They were on the verge of their greatest breakthrough. Some of you is on the verge of your greatest breakthrough, but you are choosing a slavery mindset over salvation. You're this far from your greatest breakthrough, but all you can think about is Egypt, and you're mad at the pastor. I told you this would happen. Oh, you know better than God? What they didn't know was God was about to use their pastor to bring the greatest breakthrough and the greatest miracle recorded to that time. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. 
They just didn't know what their pastor possessed. Come on, somebody. We're going to lift some rods over some seas tonight, church. I said, we're going to raise some rods over some red seas. You're about to see the heart of God like you ain't never seen the heart of God. God's about to be a way maker for some people in this house like you've never seen him be a way maker before. If you believe it, praise him. Some of you's on the verge of your greatest breakthrough and yet you're sitting idle. You're saying everything that's been preached is good for the person behind you, but it's not for you. I rebuke the ability to kick it back to anybody else any longer this week. In the nombre de Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They had to break the slavery mindset to cross over to salvation. They didn't know what their pastor possessed, and many people in this hour don't know either. He had a rod in his hand that God was about to use. But they're wanting to go back to Egypt and be a slave. I'm going to finish in just a minute. Many times right before our greatest breakthrough, we miss our greatest miracle. I don't want anybody in this church tonight to miss your miracle. Because here's what begins to happen. We get to the brink of the Red Sea. We get to the Red Sea. And I see a sea before me. I see a mountain beside me. I see an enemy behind me. And I see a mountain beside me. Which way do I go, George? Which way do I go? 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 And this is how many of you walk what God looks like right now. You're in a vicious pattern. But God said it's time for breakthrough. So you know what tells me? That if you want to see things you've never seen, you've got to do things you've never done. And I don't read up to that point where anybody was faced with what Moses was faced with. At that point, I don't know that anybody lifted a stick over a sea and God removed the water from out of the weight. Well, it may sound stupid, my God. Some of you fully ain't believed what God's doing here this week. It seems a little silly to you, don't it? Well, was the sick silly in Moses' hand? A lot of people probably thought that it was. But the moment that he obeyed God and lifted that rod up and the sea went back, people didn't think he was silly in it. My God. It won't be long. You're not going to think the stick is silly because that silly stick is going to be your way maker.
What God's been doing here this week ain't silly. And if it's silly, then you better run to this altar now. It's more than a silly stick. It's the rod of God whenever God said lift it up. See, the problem is to you, it's just a normal stick. It's just a rod. Well, it was until God spoke. But the moment that God spoke, the anointing hit that rod, baby. And the, a lot of people in your life, they just seem normal. Well, they're not normal the moment God The moment God spoke and put his anointing on that life, now they're no longer common, baby. They're uncommon. They're walking in the anointing of God. So we spin in circles. Well, there's a mountain range to my right. There's a mountain range to my left. There's a sea before me. What do I do? Well, here comes the enemy. Oh, I know the enemy. That's my familiar territory. Oh, Pharaoh, take me back. Pharaoh, take me back. Pharaoh, take me back. This is familiar for me. You start making love again with Pharaoh and everybody in Egypt. How many of us on the verge of our greatest breakthrough run back to the arms of the enemy? You run back to what's familiar. You run back to the things that's held you complacent. Because that's all you've ever known. You keep running back to that. See, we say that we won't break through, but do we really when we keep running back to the very hands that's been coddling us? Some of you keep going back to the same old stuff, but yet you come to church saying you won't break through. You better quit being a liar. Because the only one that can break that pattern in your life is you to get under somebody that's got a rod in their hand. And you get in submission to them that's got a rod in their hand. And when they lift that rod over your life, you better know that they're about to be a way maker in your life. But you gotta quit running back to familiar things, running back to Egypt. That place is gonna kill you. No more Egypt, sis. No more Egypt, sis. No more Egypt. That is the will of God. No more Egypt. No more Egypt. No more Egypt. I don't know if you've ever been in a place in your life where you feel stuck in a rut. 
I don't know if you've ever been in a place in your life spiritually where you can't breathe. Brother, I'm fixing to do something real crazy. I'm fixing to breathe on you. Hey. God says, and give your wind back, brother. Somebody's going to get their breath back this week. I said, somebody's going to get your breath back. Get your breath back. Get your breath back and begin to breathe again, baby! You know what the first thing the doctor checks when a baby's born? Wants to know if that baby's breathing. I believe God's reaching down from heaven and he's wanting to know if that baby's breathing. Is that baby breathing? Somebody's getting their breath back! God said, breathe, baby. Breathe, baby. Have your way, God. God said to Moses, Moses, what are you doing standing there? He said, tell the people move forward. God sent me to New Life tonight to tell you, what are you doing sitting still? He said, it's time to move forward. He said, Moses, lift up that rod. He said, it's time to move. I said, he said, it's time to move. Church, some of you have been sitting still all week this week. God's telling you. It's time to move. I said it's time to move. Don't miss your moment. 
of breakthrough. Don't miss your miracle. It's time to move forward. The moment that Moses lifted up his rod, God put the seat to the left and God put the seat to the right. And the Bible said they passed through on dry ground. I wonder if anybody could say and be honest, you've been in a dry time lately. Anybody ever despise dry places? Raise your hand. You better be careful despising dry places because they take people to new places. It was in a dry place. They crossed over in that sea, baby. Joshua, when they walked through the river, it was on a dry place. You possess promises on dry places. Don't beset, don't despise dry times. Embrace the dry season. It leads you to the promises of God. I need to say this and we'll close. I probably said all that to get here. How many of you ever heard this? When God slowed me down one day. He said, Jared, he said, we talk about the miracle of the Red Sea. We preach it, we preach it, we preach it. We tell that God's a way maker. But he made a statement. He said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He said, the enemy of the Egyptians you see today, you shall see them no more. Some of you brought some devils up in here. Some of you brought some mindsets up in here. Some of you brought some strongholds up in here that's been bugging you for years and years and years. But God sent this old preacher from Florida to tell you the enemy that you've seen today you shall see him no longer cause we're going to drown some devils tonight in this house depression's going to be drowned suicide's going to die pornography's going to drown adultery's going to be buried fornication's going to go homosexuality's going to go we're going to drown the devil tonight hallelujah Selling your new pictures on Facebook is going to drown tonight. Hallelujah! You want to know something? I'm going to get real honest with you. After last night, what God did in here. We walked next door, next door eating. Lindsay and them's right there. God is my witness. Had a woman that came to our church. Text me on Messenger Facebook last night. Left this service. Tell me the devil ain't stupid and sly and sneaky. She said, hey. I said, hey. She said, what you doing, love? I said, what? I said, um, who is this? I thought it was a scammer. This is so-and-so. And I looked back at the messages where she had been to our church. We'd prayed for her. She said, are you interested in buying my something? She didn't say pictures at the time. My, my whatever. I said, what are you talking about? She said, my new pictures and videos. Right there eating at the dinner table last night. 
I said, what is she talking about? I said, let me tell you something, sister. I said, I'm a Christian and I'm a married man. No, I don't want your naked pictures. So if you want to tell me that you can't leave from the presence of God and walk right into temptation from the devil, you've got another thing coming. So don't tell me that if you don't get your breakthrough tonight that that devil ain't waiting at that door. You better be on guard, somebody, because that devil knows where your greatest temptation lies. Now listen to me. We've been excited, but this is very serious. I need some people to help me. At least four right here. Y'all with me? All right. Y'all just line up right there. All right. Then I need four more. These, yeah, big men. All right, y'all line up right here. Them too, because the enemy's big. You know what I mean? Come on. So, but y'all stay right here for right now, okay? Y'all just stay right here. You, you come on with us because you're not big and mean and ugly like all them. So we're on the front side of the sea, right? Moses lifts his rod. What are we going to do, boys, girl? We're moving forward, right? By God, we're moving forward. We're in revival. By God, we're moving forward, aren't we? Let's go. You ready? Let's go. Fired up, revival, let's move. Moses is going to hold the sea. Come on. Well, he's going to move forward in the water. Go ahead. So Cameron was the first one. We're going through. Come on. Hey. Now y'all tell me, we're made it through. What do we do now? What do we do now? You're going on. Where are we going to? Going forward. How many of y'all ready to go? You ready to go forward? Is that what we're doing? We're going forward. Who's ready to go forward? The whole church. You know what just happened? We left the sea open. Pentecostal people are real good at getting their breakthrough on the front side. But they quit listening for the voice of the enemy on the other side. You see, the Bible said Moses had to stop on the other side of the sea and lift up his rod the second time. The only way that God could drown the devil and drown the enemy was for Moses to lift his rod. So you know what happens? Come on, enemy. Because they were also fired up at the revival meeting that we just kept going. So guess who keeps going? Depression. Depression kept going. Suicide kept going. Adultery kept going. Porn kept going. Fornication kept going. Pornography kept going. Look at it. It's just going, going, going. Go after them now because we left the sea open. 
How many of us get moments of breakthrough, but we get what we want from God and we don't pay attention on the other side? Well, I got my marriage back. Good. What you doing now? Well, I got money back in my bank account. Good. What you doing now? Because you couldn't stay out of this altar as long as you needed your breakthrough. But the moment God gave you back everything you were seeking him for, you didn't need him no more. So we wonder why the same stuff keeps following us after moments of breakthrough like revival like this. Because when you got to the other side of the sea, you didn't listen to him no more. See, the word says that on the other side, God spoke to Moses and said, Now, Moses, lift up your rod again. See, there's two times, but very rarely have we ever talked or heard about the second rod lifting. My God. Because Pentecostal people get so fired up, we just preach one side of the breakthrough. And we don't ever drown devils. You know why? Because we just keep going. My God. How many people have we set up to fail that received breakthrough but they didn't drown the devil that they got broke through from? So we're going to drown devils or what? You know what's amazing to me? Go on and read Exodus 15. And the Bible says that the sea was congealed. The right hand, the sea was held back. You know what congealed is? You ever made jello and see it shake? Kind of like me. It shakes. It was ready. The hand of God was on it. I believe God's hand was on the right hand and was moving the seed like this. It looked like jello. God's left hand, the seed was holding back so the children of Israel could pass through. But God's heart was like, I'm ready to destroy that devil. Come on. Come on. Not only did my children make it through. I'm about to sweep that yeah. over. I'm about to drown every devil. I'm about to drown every devil so my people can go on. My people can go on. And the enemy you see today, you shall see him no more. Breakthrough. 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 No more. Say it again. Somebody say no more. 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 Come on, church. No more. No more. No more. That scripture of the second lifting rod, Exodus 15, verse 26, you can look it up when you get home. Now listen to me. Verse 28 says, Then the waters returned and covered all the chariots and charioteers, the entire army of Pharaoh of all the Egyptians who had chased the Israelites into the sea 
Not a single one survived. So when y'all heard the horses coming maybe this week, just know it was all a part of the plan of God. When you saw the 600 best chariots coming to try to block breakthrough, somebody just needs to know it was all a part of the plan of God. God said, I'm getting them right where I need them. I'm about to hold the sea back. But the moment they get in the middle of the sea, my children, my church made it through, but the devil's gonna be drowned. Hallelujah! If you believe it, praise God! Read the rest of the story. It says they seen the Egyptians washed up on the seashore. They're fixing to be devils washed up on the seashore of this church. You're going to leave tonight and say, I know him. But you ain't going to know him no longer. Some of you's not going to go to bed with suicide tonight. Some of you's not going to wake up with depression tomorrow. Instead of pulling the sheet back over your head, you're going to say, I don't need to sleep with a sheet. I got covered with the presence of God. Some marriages you're not going to need porn. God's going to renew intimacy in the marriage bed and make it pure again. Hallelujah! I know we didn't prepare you very well. We're fixing to drown some devils in this house. We got baptism up here. I don't care if you've been baptized a thousand times. God's going to do something in this water tonight. I'm telling you, there's, there's a miracle. The waters has been stirred. The Bible said that there was an angel. The Lord told me on the way here, he said, I've set the angel in place to be this church's defender. He set a guard between Pharaoh and Israel. And he got behind them and what's their rear guard? God said, I've got a rear guard and I've got your back, pastors. He said, I got your back. When you thought nobody did, God said, I got your back. He's already told me he's put the, set the angel in place over this house. Hallelujah. So we're just going to baptize. People's going to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. We're going to drown devils. Demons are going to be delivered in this house tonight. Come on, Pastor. Come on, Pastor. My God. 